0: With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. Casey Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible.
1: What's up, everybody? It's the Chiefs, it's the Bills, and it's almost here. The game we've all been waiting for is just a couple of days away appreciate you for tuning in to this episode of kcsn update your daily chiefs video and podcast from us here at kc sports network i'm bj kissel and it's friday which means we're going to be joined by our guy trevor sykema from pro football focus to talk a little key matchups between the top two scoring offenses in the nfl who will be squaring off at Arrowhead Stadium, Sunday afternoon, 325 Central Time. Now, before we bring on Trevor to talk about those key matchups, a quick word from our friends at DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And if you want to do it for this game on Sunday, it's been talked about all week, the fact that the Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the bills, the over under of 54 points can parlay those two things together. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on these stepped up same game parlays once per game day, all season long, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, when you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, now we bring on Trevor Sykema from Pro Football Focus to help us break down this matchup with his key matchups to watch in this game. Trevor, there's no shortage of storylines going into this one, but before we get to those three key matchups, what's your favorite storyline going into this game between the Chiefs and Bills?
2: Oh, I mean revenge for the bills it has to be right i mean like that that is the that is the ultimate thing anybody who's ever played sports before knows that feeling they know the feeling of going up against an opponent that they should have beaten shoot I'm playing at the lowest level of flag football you possibly can last year. And there was a team we played in the regular season that beat us because we let our foot off the gas. We thought we were better than them. And then we just could not wait to face them again. we ended up doing it in the playoffs ended up coming away victorious. I will say, but that's part of what makes sports so fun. It's it's that emotional part that you get into it. And these are two of the best teams in the NFL. No doubt about it. We got a, I don't even know if you want to call it a preview of it because it feels like it was a long time coming before then, but when we saw it in the playoff game last year, and even outside of the way it ended, right, the coin flip, the overtime, everything, these two teams were back and forth the entire time. They, they looked like, Josh Allen and Patrick Holmes looked like two of the best in the NFL. I know the Twitter timeline has gone a little crazy this week talking about, well, <laughs> is it the next Brady and Manning? Is it not? Who cares what it is, what it isn't? This is this is just two of the best teams in the NFL, two of the best quarterbacks, two of the best players that we have, playing what feels like as good as you can possibly play this position, going up against one another in a uh, obviously a, a historic field, a historic city, these historic fan bases. There is just so much to this game that makes it monumental, but the thing that really puts it over the top is it's not just about getting the win. It's about getting the win against this team for either of them and I think that that extra emotion is what I love so much about sports and what makes this matchup so great
1: yeah I I agree with all of that and I the only thing that would make this better for me and it's not fair to ask but I just wish that like Patrick Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen didn't get along right right. I just wish they weren't like buddies like I want them to not like each other and just add a little something extra to this the uh, NFL needs teams but
2: the NFL needs to WWE this up. You know they need to they need <laughs> yeah. to call the wrestling writers and they need to be like, okay, at the end of this game, Josh needs to do something to Mahomes, and then he needs to do like the thing where he was yelling on the sideline. I think what was he saying? Like I'm here or I'm him. Yeah. I don't know what he, what he was saying, but do yeah. that against the Bills. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're putting this game on prime time. <laughs> no other games even being played on a Sunday. That's uh, I do agree with you. I wish that, uh, I mean, I don't wish you, but you know what I'm saying? That there was a little, uh, little more into it.
1: I did And personally, and I just wish that I didn't like Bill's fans. They just seem awesome. <laughs> like I just, I'm sorry. I just, it just seems like an awesome place to be. And I had a chance. Uh, years ago when I was at uh, NFL Honors, I was on the red carpet doing interviews. I had mm-hmm. a chance to talk to Sean McDermott about Andy Reid and what it meant to him uh, to see him win you know, the AFC championship and go to the Super Bowl that year, and the year that we won it down in Miami, and had a chance to talk to him about it. And he said that he and his wife were watching the game and he had tears in his eyes uh, because of what it, what he knew it meant to coach and what everyone in the NFL knew it was going to mean to Coach Reid to give him another opportunity to get back there and get that Super Bowl win. Um and so, like hearing that and just that genuineness from him, I was like, man, I like this guy, and then the mm-hmm. fans I like, Josh Allen seems like a like a normal cool dude, right? Like, man, I wish I didn't like these guys, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a good one. I don't think chiefs, you know, for as much as this game is about you know, the bills going back to where they lost that thirteen seconds game as it's commonly referred to, at least around Kansas City. Um, <laughs> as much as it was is about that. I think if you're looking for an edge for the Chiefs, the fact that they are two and a half point underdogs mm-hmm. uh, at home, kind of lets everybody know like this Jekyll and Hyde team that we've seen so far this season they don't think that that can happen necessarily like in that you can't play the way the Chiefs have played and they go up against a juggernaut like the Bills uh and how they've played so far this season and not be an underdog so if the Chiefs were looking for some sort of motivation to kind of offset how fired up the Bills are going to be coming to this one I think that did it because they were asked the players are asked about it all week uh so It's definitely bringing more to this game. But as we look at the key matchups or we get ready here to discuss the key matchups, what's the first one that you've got for us between the Chiefs and Bills on Sunday?
2: I mean, the number one, it's it's not one that people haven't heard about. I'm not breaking ground with this one, but it has to be the Bills defensive line versus the Chiefs offensive line. And specifically, we've talked about this before on this show, what the Bills do with getting pressure with four because – Y'all, you Chiefs fans out there, you guys have heard so much. Okay, what's the formula for beating these superhuman quarterbacks? Okay, well, you got to put more guys in coverage. You got to be dropping eight. You got to be playing quarters. You got to be playing too high. And you've got to just try to wait for a mistake, not let them beat you over the top. And it's really hard to commit to do that if you aren't consistently getting pressure up front because defensive coordinators, they start to get antsy. Right. If you're not getting after the quarterback, if you're not dictating the line of scrimmage, that's where football begins. And if you aren't really imposing your will, if you will, on that side of the in in that part of the game, defensive coordinators, they just get a little restless and they go, okay, let's bring some pressure here or there. And then you're taking guys outside of coverage. And then some of the best quarterbacks in the world, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Josh Allen, they're going to beat you. When you look at the Bills defensive line, this is with just four rushers. PFF, they have the number one pass rushing grade in the NFL they have the number 2 pressure percentage in the NFL and they have the number 2 overall pressures total. So that is that is just when they are rushing with four. This defensive line is unique. They are gifted. They have Greg Rousseau, they have Jordan Phillips, they have uh, Von Miller, they have Boogie Basham when he's been healthy. Like they're they're those guys that they can rely on to win those individual one-on-one matchups and when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs on the other side of things, you and I talked last week about how much I like this Kansas City interior especially pressure percentage for the Chiefs offensive line when they face just four rushers. That's seventh in the NFL, so they're top ten in that regard. So it really is strength versus strength. I think the Bills have been able to feast on some offensive lines that haven't been great starting at the beginning of the season when we didn't know exactly how bad that Rams offensive line was going to be, but now we do. They get to go against a formidable opponent. So where is... The next move on the chessboard going to be because you know there's going to be an instant stretches of the game where Chiefs O line is probably going to be stonewalling them. Okay, well, what are they? What are the Bills? What is it? What is their defensive line? What is their uh defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier going to do to counter that? Is he going to break tendency? Is he going to send extra guys to the line scrimmage or is he going to stay the course? I think that how each the offensive coordinator, uh, and and basically Andy Reid and Eric Bienamy what they're going to do versus what Leslie Frazier is going to do in that chess matchup in the trenches. That's going to be huge to me because it's going to dictate how many guys are going to have in coverage. The looks that Patrick Mahomes is going to see on that side of the ball. So I think that is a massive part of what's going to go on.
1: It's interesting to hear you bring up those numbers. And I think maybe it's not just, you know, you're, prisoners of the moment are the most recent game. The chiefs have played because we just, you think about the chiefs offensive line, you just think Max Crosby running over the tackles. You see Chandler Jones beating Orlando Brown jr. But yeah, I completely agree. If the bills seem like they, they brought Vaughn Miller in to win a game like this, you know, to, to beat the chiefs 100%. and to, to do a little bit more. And Seeing how the Chiefs' offensive line, at least for the first half, we have to be fair to the game last week against the Raiders, and that it was kind of a tale of two halves. The second half of that game, the Chiefs' offensive line did significantly better, gave Patrick Mahomes time to deliver the ball down the field for some of those chunk plays that they finally ended up picking up. But how the Chiefs offensive line plays always seems like it's going to be the most important factor, because if you have Patrick Mahomes time, he's gonna, it doesn't matter who he's throwing to like he's going to right. make plays. Uh, but going up against the bills, I talked about it with Brett Coleman um, on Wednesday this week, uh, for KCS An update is that, you know, he expects the short passing game. You know, the quick passing game, something that Patrick Mahomes has really thrived in or done a lot of this year to be the key because you don't want to sit back there and give the Bills a lot of opportunities to try and get after Mahomes. So it's going to be can the Chiefs wide receivers get some yards after the catch, break some tackles on the outside, knowing that, you know, Tredavious White's not out there. Micah Hyde is not out there for the Bills. Um, So that that quick passing game, it all kind of fits in with what you're talking about with that matchup up front. Um, Definitely think that's going to be the key to this game uh, for either side of the ball it's can the bills with that strength of that defense Because when you look on paper it's the number one two top top two scoring offenses and then for the bills they're also tied for first and scoring defense at just 12.2 points per game so uh if the chiefs can give patrick Mahomes a little bit of time uh it's going to make all the difference in the world in this game because it's going to bills are going to score so it's yep yeah. What a, what's the second matchup you got for
2: us? This, this is actually a really great segue into kind of what you were talking about with Brett Coleman and some of that short passing game. It's the Chiefs passing game to their running back specifically that I think could be an X factor. You mentioned it there. The Bills are going to score their points. The Chiefs are going to score yeah. their points, right? This is going. This is a matchup against two titanic offenses, two superhuman quarterbacks, and because of that, we know that points are going to be scored. So when I thought about the, th- the three key matchup, it's not just like, oh, you know, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. They're going to execute <laughs> at a very high level, and if one of them doesn't, that's obviously what's going to matter most. But I expect both of these guys to play really well. They're going to be focused. They're going to give each other their best. So where are the little x factors that might swing it in their favor in a tight mm-hmm. maybe highly scoring game and I think how the Chiefs utilize their running backs in the passing game versus the Bills defense could go a long way when I was looking this up when the Chiefs are targeting their running backs so Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Jerick McKinnon, <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco those guys 87.4 passing grade that is first in the NFL in situations where they're doing what they should be. They're leading the ball where it needs to go. They're putting it in the right situations. They're getting yards after the catch. Number one in the NFL in that regard. They're also number three in EPA per play when targeting running backs out of the backfield and passing game. They've got four passing touchdowns to running backs, which are also first in the NFL. Now touchdowns, a little bit situational, a little bit different, but I feel like the season-long EPA per play stat, them being third in that regard, shows you how much of a strength and just that little X factor Mm-hmm. That can be for the Chiefs offense, especially when you're talking about quick passing game. It doesn't just have to be dig routes, slant routes, things to wide receivers. Sometimes quick passing game can also be you're hiking it, you're throwing a quick screen, you're getting it out to the running back very quickly into the flat. Those things all go into it as well, because if you are afraid of Patrick Holmes and what he's going to be doing deep down the field passing, Defense starts to creep back a little safety, stay back a little linebacker, stay back a little. And then all of a sudden you got a lot of space to be able to dump pass off to a guy like Clyde, every layer or Jared McKinnon. And they can pick mm-hmm. you up five, six yards out of the backfield. That could be huge. That could be things that yeah. keep the drive going, you know, put you in better second down and third down situations. Bill's defense versus running backs in the passing game. 221 passing yards allowed, which is fourth best. And also their average depth of tackle is negative 0.3. just kind of wanted to flex the average depth of tackle because we have that (laughs) set over. But that's all to say the chiefs have been very efficient. Feels like when going to the running backs out of the backfield in the passing game, the bills have also been pretty stout going up against them. Their safeties do a great job coming downhill. Cornerbacks like the tackle Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds in the middle are two great linebackers who are playing really well, especially Milano Milano's having a hell of a year. And so it's, again, almost a strength versus a strength, like it was the Chiefs' interior offensive line versus the Bills' defensive line. That's going to be an X-factor area where can the Bills still lock down one of the better running back pass games in the NFL? And if they can, I think that's one less area where the Chiefs might be able to find a little bit of wiggle room. If the Chiefs can dominate in that area, like it feels like they have been over the past couple of weeks, then all of a sudden you're talking about a little bit of a swing that could mean all of the uh, all the difference in the world when it comes to the final score for Kansas City.
1: Yeah, and it's the quick passing game, get the ball out, the bubble screens, whether to wide receivers, getting the ball out. It's what we've seen before with Andy Reid when they are getting beat up front. He's like, okay, we'll just turn it into a you know an outside you know four on four matchup. Let's just get the ball to those guys out quickly. Let's throw the ball right. out into the flat. You know if they're gonna if they're gonna beat us up front, we can't block it. They're not gonna <laughs> just have them home, sit back there and hope that things change. Um, But it will be interesting to see how they try to um, going back to your last point, I guess uh, a little bit as well, whether they chip on Von Miller, how do they try to give a little bit of help to those tackles? Because going, sending a tackle up one-on-one on on those guys, it's just not going to happen. And they're so good and so multiple up front with Epinesa and Grusso and all those guys you mentioned that it, it, It'll be interesting to see what the game plan is for trying to slow down that pass rush up front. And maybe it is uh, some of the quick passing game out to the flat with Clyde edwards E'Laire. that, you know, I personally have been saying for like three years, I'm just waiting for Clyde to get more involved in the passing game like he was coming out of LSU. And you thought he would when he got drafted originally that he was going to be a much bigger factor than we had necessarily seen. And then Jarek McKinnon just seems to be the guy when the Chiefs offense is struggling he seems to be the guy that always provides that spark. He's done it again so far this year. He did it in the playoffs last year.
2: What what, what was that? What was that third down last week where they just, I can't remember if they handed it off to McKinnon or they passed to McKinnon. It was like, it was like 3rd and 20 or something stupid and then McKinnon just <laughs> yeah. McKinnon just picks it up and that's I was watching that game and I was just like of course he does like of course <laughs> of course he picks that up for the Chiefs just because they have such great playmakers in so many different areas of the passing game even on a play where it seemed like they were conceding they were like all right we're going to gain a couple yards and then we're going to punt they yeah. just give the ball to their playmaker and he ends up uh, he ends up converting it that was just something that I was watching last week and I'm like that's not fair it's not fair that they can <laughs> they, they can just do this so
1: that guy's breaking tackles left and right. No, it was he provides sparks, and you saw his uh, pass blocking. I know Mitch Schwartz had tweeted out uh, on the goal line. One of Travis Kelsey's touchdowns. Jared McKinnon p- gets the the blitz pick up and flips a uh, flips that the guy coming in uh up over you know his feet flip over and flip love completely that. up in the air love that love to see running backs uh stick their nose in there like that help out their quarterback but all right trevor what's uh your final key matchup for us i've got something i want to bring up but i don't want to steal it just in case it's okay it's the matchup that you've got for us
2: no i i don't know if it's a player matchup necessarily um but just limiting the explosives and i know i sound too much like a like a cliche coach there but that really is what matters right i think that over the last couple of years no two quarterbacks have given us more of a blueprint of what you need to do on defense than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And that is where the movement is going on defense when it comes to playing quarters coverage, playing too high shells, not letting them get you anything beyond 20, 30, 40 yards, whatever those over-the-top plays, limiting explosives, I think, is very, very important. So you look at the Bills and the Chiefs, no two defenses have played more too high coverages than these two teams. They know exactly what works. They run it in practice. They make it their bread and butter. And I think they do so on purpose, knowing that they're good enough to beat a lot of teams in the NFL. I don't think any of these coaches are taking anybody lightly, but they know that they are preparing for this game. They are preparing for this kind of matchup going up against this kind of a quarterback. So chiefs defense versus throws of 20 plus yards. 52.9% 52.9% completion percentage against, which is 29th in the NFL. Not very good. 1.156 EPA per play allowed, 30th in the NFL. But when they're playing too high concepts, they are 76. They, are, they, they do have a 76 coverage grade, which is top 10. So I think it worries me a little bit that the completion percentage allowed and therefore the EPA per play per pass allowed are... Not good so far for the chiefs mm-hmm. when they're playing that too high coverages. And if there is any other quarterback, that's going to make you pay. Uh, it's going to be the one that had 30 plus fantasy points to Gabe Davis because he was backed up against his own end zone and threw a 98 yard touchdown to him to break it over the top. You, you can't have stuff like that. And and you can't yeah. even have stuff where they're continually getting those explosives deep down the field. I thought the chiefs would be a little bit better at defending it at this point in the year. And they just, they haven't been not to say that they can't, but that, obviously a huge key matchup of can you do what you need to do essentially you guys run too high you guys run quarters you guys run the two deep safeties more than anybody else in the nfl i think they have 101 snaps of two high looks and that's more than any other defense they know what to do can you execute the uh the completion percentage the epa per play all that stuff so that's uh that's kind of that, that that's my last matchup that obviously i think is going to mean the world in this one
1: yeah, and again, and not to keep bringing Brett into it, but it's similar to what Brett had said on Wednesday in that, you know, the Bills have a higher ability. They have a more likely, there's a more likely scenario that the Bills are able to get chunk plays against, you know, the Chiefs' defense than the Chiefs' offense gets chunk plays against the Bills' defense, mainly because the Chiefs' offense this year has not been about the big play. They have methodically gone down the field. They don't have, I think, a, like a passing touchdown of over 20 yards or something, or some stat that's very similar, that's something like that. Because I know 12 of, you know, Mahomes' 15 touchdown passes have come within three yards, have been less than three yards. I mean, it's like, you know, first and goal or second goal from the two. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that's 12 of his 15 touchdown passes. So the Chiefs, they spread the ball out, they're hitting more guys, but they don't have those big home runs. Not to bring Tyreek into it, but that's what we come to see with the big plays with Tyreek Hill of and course. spread everybody out. Of course, out. yeah. Um, and it kind of goes into my next point here, is that, you know, the stat that I wanted to bring up to you, I don't know if you have these numbers in front of you. I know I'm kind of dropping this on you, but you know, the chiefs had faced so much zone last year because no one wanted to play man against Tyreek. Whereas this year, I think the chiefs have faced the most man coverage of like any team or one of the most uh, teams that's faced the most man coverage. Whereas the bills defense plays zone like 85% of the time is there some sort of connection there between those two stats? And my question for you, um, as I know you try to look these up real fast, but I know I'm
2: now I'm very curious. So it was like
1: last year, the chiefs didn't face a whole lot of man. They're facing man coverage all the time this year. And they're methodically having to drive the ball down the field, not getting those chunk plays, even against man coverage. So the bills 85% zone, are they going to play more man coverage or the Bills going to continue doing what they do? And the chiefs, and Travis Kelsey are going to be in a much better scenario, that much better situation playing those that zone where Travis Kelsey is so good at finding those little, you know, holes in the zone. It's what Juju Smith Schuster right, right. was so good about is finding right. those intermediate routes and finding those soft spots in the zone. No, no doubt. So when you're talking about this game, it's limiting the big plays for the Bills because you're not going to get those from the Chiefs' offense necessarily against, again, one of the best defenses in the NFL, but the Chiefs' offense really hasn't been set up that, that way this year either. So if the Bills feel like, hey, we're going to be able to score pretty quickly whenever we want, and it's going to take them forever to drive the ball down the field, it's going to end up being the, the you know key matchup or key storyline in this game is can the Chiefs eliminate the big play for the Bills and pick up enough chunk plays on offense to try to keep pace with them?
2: I just looked it up, and this is a quick, re- quick research on it. So playing either – Two man, cover zero, cover one, so left cover three out. But for those three schemes, no team in the NFL has faced more of those than the Chiefs have. You're right. 92 Hmm. 92 dropbacks. So you've got a lot of teams who are playing man coverage on them. And I think think you're right. I I think that it's because they don't fear them in man man coverage nearly as much anymore without Tyreek Hill. I think that if you're the Bills, I mean, you just – you've really got to play whatever your best game is. And and if you feel like zone coverage is the way to do it, maybe you adjust a little bit, maybe you get a little bit creative with how you, how you deploy it, but you also don't want to play your defensive guys in situations where they're not going to be at their best. Cause I think that's important too. I think that, for as much as it is kind of a chess match of, oh, what kind of coverage do you play here? What kind of coverage do you play here? You also have to be confident in these guys to execute that. So if they are just straight up not comfortable doing one or the other in certain situations, you can't put your defense out there in that situation. You've just got to be able to almost put your best foot forward. So it is going to be interesting because you do. You look at the guys who are on Kansas City. Travis Kelsey, it just feels like he is a zone destroyer, right? He is the guy who can absolutely find you Holes in the zone. Juju smith kind of that same kind of horizontal wide receiver. You're right, who's able yeah. to to give you that ability. And then, you know, if you're playing zone, depending on how soft the zone is, again, that brings back the running back passing game into the equation. Right? Can you get a couple of wide yeah. receivers to one side? Can you get a swing pass to a wide to it to a running back? Can you get a couple of blocks, spring something loose, get yourself five or six yards to continue to either move the chains or put yourself in a uh, desirable second or third down situation. I think that, that that all goes into it. So I really I I haven't looked up how much the uh the Bills play zone versus man. I don't know if you had those numbers right in front of you, but it is an interesting mm-hmm. proposition with how much teams are playing Kansas City and man more than they have before because they don't have Tyree Kill. That's a very that is that's a really great point. That is a key matchup to definitely watch is what kind of defense they're going to be playing. Another
1: uh, last point I want to bring up uh, in this episode of KCS and update Trevor. And this is from uh, our buddy, Nick Jacobs um, here in Kansas city. And he put Mm -hmm. this tweet out yesterday. He said, fun fact, chiefs D line coach, Joe Cullen was the Jaguars defensive coordinator last year that held Buffalo to six points, six of 15 on third down 229 yards, passing 72 yards rushing and forced three turnovers and had four sacks. And then Bobby Stroop, who everyone in Kansas City knows is the guy who's been training Patrick Mahomes since he was, you know, a pre teenager. Uh, said, <laughs> responded to the tweet, Why do you think he is in KC? <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed that one. Um, but you that said, is great you, stuff from Nick to find that little nugget.
2: You said, uh, you said Von Miller was brought in for just this game. Maybe Joe Colin yeah. was brought in literally just for this game to try to figure it out. Joe Colin, man, I mean, he's been around the NFL for. Oh my god it's almost almost 20 years now 15 17 years whatever it's been he's been all over the place and he's had a lot of different success at a lot of different spots so i i do think that he's got a lot of expertise he has certainly seen a lot of different defenses what works and what doesn't so man that is a great pull from nick there to get that uh, to get that stat in here that was great
1: cool little nugget all right we're going to leave everybody with that one to finish up this show we appreciate everybody for watching and or listening to this episode please don't forget to like and subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform we appreciate you for spending part of your day with us we know there's a lot of great places to get chiefs content we appreciate being one of them and trevor we appreciate uh you for joining us again on this episode uh what what do you want to promote what do you got going on where can people find your stuff
2: Ooh, uh, I would just promote the uh, the It's Just Football show. If you guys are are YouTube people at all whatsoever, 11 a.m. every single day, Monday through mm-hmm. Friday, we're doing a daily football show. It's just an hour long. We're cramming all of the best uh, recaps and memes and stats and everything that you could possibly want to cover the, the NFL world. We're giving it to you at 11 a.m. Eastern on PFF's YouTube channel. It's called It's Just Football. So uh, tune in. We'd love to have you. Well, if you want to use that nugget, make sure to give Nick credit. <laughs> so that's oh, a sure. good I, I, 100%. 100% <laughs> I'm going to give Nick credit for it if we end up using it on the show because that is an awesome poll for him. All right. We
1: appreciate all of you for listening. we got more content coming, getting you ready for Chiefs and Bills on Sunday, the game we've all been waiting for. We appreciate you for listening, and we'll see you next time.